welcome to another episode of As the World Turns with Nicolette. Um, I want to apologize firstly for missing April. I had found a really interesting topic initially and then went down this rabbit hole doing research. Uh, pretty much lost my way and then realized I would not have had enough time to come up with a product that I could stand behind or was at least 80% into. And then I had so many deadlines and just so much happening. I decided not to half-ass it, but just let it pass and then do something else. Um, And then this topic came to me, thankfully. And then another thing, you're going to have to go on another journey with me. I am moving (laughs) to SoundCloud, well, from SoundCloud rather, to Anchor because... SoundCloud, because they've monetized the whole thing, there is now a minimum storage capacity you can get to before you have to pay. And I'm not at that level in my life right now where I can pay every month to host a podcast on SoundCloud. So I am right now exploring using Anchor just to see how that works. So I put one, the previous blog uh, podcast entry on there and um, I'm going to put this one there. So we'll see how that goes. And please stick with me, bear with me. We will get this sorted. Like my ultimate goal is just to just have one blog space where everything will be there and everything would be hosted on the same um, platform. But please bear with me until we get there. I started recording this before I went to the gym. And after I did the whole recording, I realized that I did not like this one bit. And I deleted the whole thing, went to the gym, got my mind right, had my ginger tea with honey, and I feel like I have it now. I was initially going to just make a few notes, but then I feel like I wrote the whole thing out. So we'll see. (laughs) Hopefully this this helps to be more fluid and not just me rambling on um, for 15 to 20 minutes. So I just came from the gym. And do you ever realize it always seems like the gym instructor's 30 seconds is longer than actual 30 seconds? Like, no, nobody realizes that. Like, when they say you have five seconds left. So let's see how long five seconds is. I'm going to do five seconds starting now. Did that feel like your gym instructor's five seconds? I feel like, no, like every time... They say it's five seconds left. I feel like they're adding 30 seconds to it. Because there's no way it's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. No, that's not how they're counting. Like, you cannot, this cannot be five seconds. You're lying to me. But anyway, anyway, um, the gym was good. I appreciate that I'm getting back into my whole fitness routine and it's been helping my mental wellness so that's great so today's topic as you recall from the blog post hopefully you've read it or at least seen it is am i running out of time confessions of a millennial now how this topic came to mind i was having a discussion with two of my friends on telegram Initially about who is a millennial. So we were thinking like, is a millennial someone who was born in 2000s? Or what is a millennial really? So um, really, a millennial is the, they're the grandchildren of the baby boomers, right? 
So anyone who was born from like 1982 onwards. So the baby boomers would have given birth to Generation X. And then the millennials would be the children of Generation X. But then now there's a whole new category called Generation um, Z or Z, however you pronounce that, uh, which includes people born after 1990. So millennials are from people born from 1982 to 1990, pretty much. So after that, it got me thinking, of course, because I feel like I'm always revolving to the same place of where am I? How can I improve? Am I improving? You know, am I being stagnant? Will I achieve these things before 30? And in the blog post, I did give um, some idea or some of my own ideas as to why society really put so much pressure on the on 30 like why is this decade so important like is it that there is some magical um movement that needs to be made or some stars that need to align to ensure that all these things are in place so you can have a great life like what is it about the number 30 and if those stars don't align are you doomed doomed forever doomed to fail forever it just feels like it just feels like a horrible thing like it's just it feels like a doomsday forecast And if I don't make it, then I'm the weakest link. And bye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. So I started this whole thing with the Marxist theory. You know, Karl Marx is the sociologist everyone loves to hate, including me. And the basis of the Marxist theory is that there are two classes. So the working class and the ruling class, or the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Now, social systems give people this kind of quote-unquote false sense. I'm doing air quotes, so I know if you could see me. Of mobility, like they make you believe that you're able to move up in life. So if you work hard enough, you can move up the social hierarchy. But truthfully, honestly, realistically, you're really only moving sideways because there's no way that the working class will ever become the ruling class or vice versa. Marx highlighted the myth of meritocracy. So the fact that people will get by or achieve success on merit and nothing else. So it's not based on the connections you have or the money that your parents have, but it's on your own merits, right? So if anyone has seen um, the Netflix series 3%, you would get an idea of the kind of merits that they're talking about from the final episode in season one. But anyway... So an example that we used while we were in sixth form, I remember this so vividly um, with my sociology teacher, Miss Rowe, big up yourself anywhere you day, okay? Wilma's High School for Girls. And the example we had used in that class was the education system and the use of the tier system in education. So streaming based on grades or, or on averages. So if you have the highest averages, you will all be put in this class. So the idea of an honors class and those things. Marx then was saying that even this cannot be seen as a merit system because those children, well, we were using this in our realistic or or actual day example, was that those children whose parents can afford extra classes or tutors would ultimately be drafted in the honors class and would ultimately have higher averages. Now, the Marx theorists added that even if the children of the um, working class families excelled in school and would have made it into these honors classes, This would not translate into success in the world of work because your roles would have already been predetermined. So 
no matter how society want to make it seem like all the hard work you do will definitely get you to change your position in life, your work, your role in life, your position is already predetermined. So you're already predetermined to be at this level and you will move from beyond this level, basically. So achieving all these things before 30, this myth that we have been led to believe really only benefits the ruling class. We're on this hamster wheel of sorts, running towards something or some things that may not even be possible for us to achieve. But it's beneficial to the ruling class to keep us at this level because then they have a high-performing workforce. And then I feel like all of my 20s has been taken up with worrying about whether I'll be able to achieve anything by 30. And I know this may seem like a conspiracy theory, but if we're able to back away from society's pressure, the pressure that society puts on us to achieve these things by 30, we can take our own time and accomplish these same things at a time when we are able to accept this kind of success and understand it, you know? Because all this pressure on 30, for why? For what? Why are, why are we pressuring ourselves to do these things before 30? So I always try to add something so it doesn't seem like I'm just reading the blog post on the podcast. Um, so I came across this article in the Business Insider and it's entitled, Here's what people in their 20s get wrong about success. So let me go through this article. It's written by Aaron Taub, I want to say, T-A-U-B-E. I may be butchering this person's name. And it starts with this goals you set for yourself when you are 20 are likely to be completely different from the ones that you are hoping to achieve at age 30. And you very well could find the path you expected to lead you to success is nothing like the one you've taken. Here are 13 misconceptions people in their 20s have about success. All right, so now ready? All right, get comfy here, snuggle in. Um, the first misconception is that their role models will be able to give them the right advice. I kind of learned this the hard way because when we were in high school and so many people would talk to us about their success and I'd watch profile on TVJ with Ian Boyne and people would be talking about their success and it always felt like there was an ele- element of luck that was in there. And I'm just like, what? You're not telling me the things that you really do. Like, what are the concrete steps? For example, Neville Bell, um, when he came to talk to us in high school, I love him to death, by the way. I love him so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, when he came to talk to us in high school, he spoke about him being a coach and he was working with the TVJ newsroom just as, like, just getting scores or something. I can't recall what he was actually doing. And someone had was unable to make it for the sports cast because they were stuck in traffic or some kind of thing. And they had asked him at the time to just read the sports. And he was in his football shorts, but just had a jacket and shirt on the top. And he read sports news for the first time. And then um, they kept calling him back, yada, yada. Of course, he became a sportscaster, then became host of the morning show, a great football coach, yada, yada. And I'm just like, it just seems like you're not leading me to the steps, though. And this was when I was looking, especially for a role model in, in, the, in the field, um, in media. And I'm like, you're not telling me the steps. Like, you're not telling me, you're not hitting any points here. How am I just going to just hang around and hope for my big break, you know? So that first misconception is something that was real for me. 
um, that role models will not always be able to give you the right advice. And then Aaron says here that oftentimes we look to people we hope to emulate for words of wisdom on how to be successful like them, whether it's a boss at work or a leader elsewhere in our field. But for all of their success, these people aren't always the best people to look to. For example, T. Boone Pickens, energy mogul, says young people should instead ask themselves these three questions before accepting advice from someone. Is this person smart? Do they have a conflict of interest? And do they love me? All right. So I guess um, it makes sense to take advice from somebody that's closer to you than someone you emulate. I guess that's what T. Boone Pickens is trying to say there. Alrighty, let's move along to misconception number two, misconception number two, that doing what they're told will help them climb the ladder at work. Oh my God. So Aaron says here, many young people leave the structured environment of college with the idea that they can be successful in the real world by following the directions given to them by their bosses, perhaps in the same manner that they pass tests in schools after being told which readings to study. Yikes. CEO Jason Nazar writes that the only way for people in their 20s to get ahead at work is by taking initiative and doing things that need to get done, even if those tasks haven't been explicitly assigned to them. You'll never get ahead by waiting for someone to tell you what to do, he writes. Saying nobody asked me to do this is a guaranteed recipe for failure. And you know what? It's kind of true. I feel like school definitely, I tell you, the system, right? The ruling class system, this idea of meritocracy, has failed us all. So school has us to believe that if we're able to do these things in this time, in this way, we'll be able to succeed. And when you go into the world of work, it's definitely not like that. Definitely not. People wanted to take initiative. And I struggled with that when I just finished uh, my first degree at UWE. Because what is initiative though? Like you never, you, you have to tell me that, you know? And what do you really want me to do? What are the steps? But after that first year, I got into the groove. And now I appreciate that somebody tells me, yo, you really went above and beyond with this. But no, you're not really going above and beyond. you just seeing that gap there and filling it in. So school failures. What you learn in school is not what work is like. And you will learn that gradually. Um, my school is a big farce. I swear to God. All right, misconception number three that they have any idea what will make them happy in the long term. That they have any idea what will make them happy in the long term. Why Aaron doing this to me though? Why are you going all like that? All right, so he says here, in 2011, I landed my dream internship out of college covering the New York Mets for MLB.com. Only to learn that being a professional sports writer was about the last thing in the world I wanted to do with my life. I'm not alone. A self-help writer, Mark Manson, who previously worked in marketing for a car parts manufacturer and as a dating consultant, he says, out of the dozens of people I've kept in touch with from high school and college, and by keep in touch, I really mean stock on Facebook, real millennial, um, I can't think of more than a couple that have changed jobs, careers, industry, family, sexual orientation, or who their favorite Power Ranger is at least once in their 20s. (laughs) Um, you know, to be honest, the idea of happiness and the pursuit of happiness, it's a journey, right? And when you're young, you really believe that you have things aligned. Because I really thought that being in the media was what I wanted to do full time. If I couldn't be a lawyer, then definitely I want to be a journalist. I want to be able to bring the truth to people and help people. 
And after a year and a half, I was so over it, just over it, tired of it, can't bother with it. So being open to new experiences is always great. So don't close ourselves off. Because if I had closed myself off to say that I only wanted to be a lawyer, when I never get into to the, the, what is it, the LLB program at UWE, I would have been devastated. But ultimately, I realized I would not have been happy being a lawyer. I love to converse with lawyers, but I don't think I would like to be a lawyer. So happiness and the pursuit of happiness, it's definitely a journey. And allow yourself to have many passions and fail at many things and then find new passions. All right, misconception number four, that they'll know when they've made it. All right, Aaron, you're doing the most though. So here he says, though it's tempting to think of it this way, success isn't something tangible. It's not like you will ever be a struggling artist waiting tables to pay rent one moment and a massive internationally famous success at the next moment. In a post on Quora, one Wee Kim writes that no matter how well you are doing, you will never feel successful unless you are hungry for more. Thinking you've achieved is a static worldview and stunts your growth, Kim says. Come to terms with the fact that if you want to achieve, you can never stop trying. All right, so I feel like we can drop the mic and just end it there because this whole idea then of achieving before 30 is really a revolving door. Like it's, it's a revolving thing. It's a circle and not a line, you know? At different points, you'll want to achieve different things and you will never feel successful is what one, one week Kim said. You'll never feel successful and that's true. Like because you're so passionate about what you want to achieve even after you've achieved it you're always going to want more so don't think of it as a linear path to hold up ups and downs and circles and things involved that's cool that's a great way to think great great way great way to think about it now moving on to misconception number five that failure is not an option i feel like aaron is speaking to me on a personal level right now because as we all know, my fear of failure is just keeping me back from every single thing. So he says here, though many young people feel like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders, your 20s is actually the best time for you to experience failure. Very few get through their 20s without some serious soul searching and questioning of fundamental beliefs and habits. That's me. And I don't envy those who do says Arjuna Perkins via Cora. This is the best time in your life to be making mistakes. It gets steadily less socially acceptable as you progress in age. So go crazy. You know what? I mean, I feel like I should be reading this. I should have read this. This should have been available to me when I was 22. Because f- I feel like I am like middle-aged 20s right now and I cannot afford to just go crazy. Or maybe that's just that's my fair talking that's my fair talking i don't know all right let's move on let's move on misconception number six that their talent will carry them to success yikes all right it says in school many smart people coast by on brains alone but things get much more competitive afterward and people who want to be successful need to couple their abilities with hard work unrefined raw materials no matter how valuable are simply wasted potential, added Jason Nazar. There is no prize for talent, just results. Even the most seemingly gifted folks methodically and painfully worked their way to success. Methodically and painfully worked their way to success. 
Okay, so not about talent, but about hard work. All right, yeah, all right, okay. I get that, we get that. I feel like everybody gets that point. We understand that hard work is the key to success. That is what Baby Sham said in one of my favorite singles. Was it Baby? Yeah. Hard work, the key to success. Yeah, it was him and Bounty Killer. Okay, anyway, getting sidetracked. Um, misconception number seven, that they need to be super networkers to get ahead. This definitely applies to me because I don't like to network and I feel like that has been holding me back. So let's see what Aaron has to say. It's important to know the right people, but not if those people think you're only buddying up to them so that they can advance your career. All right. Keep contacts, but be genuine, writes Cora user D. Ty. People will know if you're keeping in touch merely for professional favors. No one wants to be used. Cultivate a habit of genuine affection and other things will fall into place. All right, that's definitely me. I feel like I always want to be more genuine and I always don't feel comfortable asking people for favors. So I have to try to be more genuine overall, you know, make a few friendships. I'm always afraid of making new friendships. It's just hard to start. Like, how do I even go about broaching that new friendship? Like, how how do I do that? I feel like I've had so many friends for so long. I don't know how to make new friends. But anyway, I digress. Misconception number eight, that having a good job will make them feel like an adult. (laughs) In your 20s, you learn that you never really become an adult. Just that people start expecting you to act like one, says Hugh Powell. He's another horror user. So you start pretending to be grown up, even though you still feel like a scared little child. All right, Powell, those are some fighting words. Um, Aaron adds that keeping in touch with this inner scared child will make you more compassionate and forgiving of mistakes, whether you're there your own screw-ups or someone else's. All right, so... Having a dream job doesn't make you an adult. All right, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Embrace youthful exuberance. Exuberance, I guess. Misconception number nine, that they will accomplish all of their goals. Preach. So Aaron says here, it's nice to set out an ambitious set of achievements you'd like to have under your belt by the time you turn 30. (laughs) But it's not realistic to think you're going to accomplish all of them. Mark Manson states that spending the first two decades of your life in school has us thinking in an intense way. So an intense result-oriented focus about everything. You set out to do X, Y, or Z and either you accomplish them or you don't. If you do, you're great. If you don't, you fail. See, again, school failing us because that's what they're telling us. You set out to do this and you don't do it, then you fail. All right, so Aaron says now that things are a little bit more fluid in the real world. Manson added that he had only accomplished about a third of the goals he set for himself by the time he was 30, and he's actually really happy with that. Right? Let's not kill ourselves for these unrealistic things. Take your time and get to where you can, and then you will get to where you need to be. All right, now, uh, misconception number 10, that success can only be found in the workplace. (laughs) It's easy to get caught up in the rat race, but a healthy life outside of work can be just as important and fulfilling as a promising career. So this other Quora user, Sandhya Abirami Rajan, explains that several of her friends spent their 20s building extremely successful professional lives, but their intense focus on work strained relationships with family and friends along the way. So she says here that I decided that it was totally okay for me to be an average person with an eight to five job, but I just have an awesome family life. 
so far so good so don't neglect the whole self-care piece don't neglect your relationships because you're going to need people in this life it can't just be you alone flying solo as i think it was oh my gosh i can't i wasn't jackie or it was one of those oh my god i can't remember it was a regular revival cd i had and he said bird can't fly upon one wing got to have a queen if you have a king Maybe not the queen and king part. But the bird can't fly on one wing part is definitely appropriate here. So you're definitely going to want to maintain your relationships and not just focus on your professional life, right? Uh, Misconception number 11, that quitting their job is a career killer. I have a story about this. But let's see what Aaron has to say first. So Aaron says, given the perilous nature of today's economy, many 30-some things are told... 20-something, sorry, are told that leaving their jobs will cost them money in the long term. After all, the best time to look for a job is when you already have one. But an anonymous core user advocates for taking more risks. All right, hear what she said, or he said. Move quickly when you get the sense that something isn't right in your career, the user writes. In your 20s, there is relatively little cost or risk to pulling up roots and relocating or restating or restarting your career in a different direction. Do this fearlessly and immediately. Now, when I said that I Mina wasn't really working out after a year and a half, I was pursuing my master's degree and I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to continue in media anymore. And it hurt my heart, definitely, definitely hurt my heart. But I left the job. I I left. Um, and at the time, I mean, I was at home, I living at home. Ain't no problems, kind of, no really bills. But then, yeah, things started to get a bit strained because you don't have that kind of income coming in anymore. And it was horrible income. Like, it was definitely the lowest of the low income, but you don't have it coming in every month, right? Um, and that was kind of scary for me. But then I did some freelancing and I used to do some work for them on the side on weekends. Scraped together my little chupans them and bought a laptop because at the end of the year, miraculously, my father's laptop died that I had been using. And I survived the year, right? So it, it may not be the same situation as I am. I'm not going to tell you to quit your job if you don't have a fallback. But don't feel like you have to stay in this job forever. Don't feel like you have to stay in this job until you make it. Because remember... Um, one of the first misconceptions was that you will know when you made it and you won't know and you will stay there forever and you will be unhappy forever. Don't let that happen. All right. Now we're almost at the end. So misconception number 12, that they need to wait for the right moment to succeed. Many people wait their whole lives to pull the trigger on a great business idea or to go into the field they really want to be in. For young people, this amounts to a lot of, well, once I save up enough money, and if I can just get this big promotion. Definitely something I feel like I'm doing. I feel like I, I wait so long and then the moment has passed and I cannot capitalize on this idea anymore. But I'm trying to get into that. So before I get to 30, I'm going to put out all the business ideas I ever had. I'm just joking. Probably two. Um, and see what happens. You know what? Misconception number, what was it? Four or five told us to go crazy. So I'm just going to go crazy and see what happens. And then the final misconception here is that they will be successful in their 20s. Right? Okay. So Aaron says here that, of course, there's no guarantee that you will experience success anytime during your 20s. And that's okay. Stan Lee, for example, created the Marvel Universe at age 40. And legendary comic uh, Rodney Dangerfield, I think that's how you pronounce it, didn't catch a break until he was 46. 
All right, listen to this carefully. Most intentional success is accomplished in a relatively short period of time and rarely in your 20s, writes Cora user Kenosuke Johan Mayanaga. New careers can be built in less than a decade and business ventures may be less than five years. Books or software can be written in months. New relationships can happen in an instant. If you're an artist or an actor, it may take many tries, but it only takes one big hit. Guys, I'm so thankful I found this article. Um, Yeah, so it may only take one big hit. It may take years of trying. And it's okay if you're not going to make it by 30. It's okay if you don't make it by 25. It's okay. You know, you're not a failure. It's not an exam. And if you don't get these questions right, then you fail. There's no right or wrong. So just navigate the world as you see fit. And then you'll be looking towards your one big hit. Oh my God. Record deal, record deal. All right. Now we're moving into what I'm reading. So I'm currently reading, thanks to Rebel Women Lit. I feel like they've been really leveling up my reading game. I'm currently reading Welcome to Lagos by Chibundu Onuzo. It's on my, um, on the blog site. It's there. Um, if you click those three lines to the top right, left-hand corner, I believe, what I'm reading is currently in that you drop down menu. So it's Welcome to Lagos by Chibundu Onuzo. And I'll just read the um the inside insert for you. So it says, Five runaways ride the bus from Bayelsa to a better life in a mega city. They're unlikely allies, a private, a housewife, an officer, a militant, and a young girl. They share a need for escape, and a dream for the future. Soon they will also share a burden none could have expected. In the city ahead, scandal will fall in their laps and they will have to decide whether to pass on their knowledge or distrust what they've heard. Will they choose morality and truth in the chaos of a city where you have to fight to flourish? For now, the five sit quietly with their hopes as the billboards fly past and shout, welcome to Lagos. It's been so interesting so far. I think I'm on part two i think it's been interesting so we'll see where that leads and then if you check my goodreads my book for april was um broken circle and it was a book about someone's experience with indian residential schools very interesting so you can check my my goodreads for that and very interestingly now we move on to my dreamline goal update not really much of an update um so i've had a quite a stressful month like so stressful and i really need to get back on track with my self-care routine and my growth goals that i had set at the end of april um i had outlined in april some dreamline goals that would have helped me to be in tune with my plans for spiritual growth mental wellness and exercise so I think for the next month, I will focus on those again. And of course, fitness, the ever-elusive dream. But we'll get there someday. Someday. Someday we'll make it and we'll be fit. And we'll take pictures and show our children and tell them that they ruined our bodies. <laughs> so then that moves me into the song of the month. So the song of the month, it may be a little weird. All right. 
but bear with me. It is Happy Birthday by Kygo and John Legend. Now, um, I was listening to a few songs because I was looking for like a perfect background track for um, a video for the love of my life's birthday. <laughs> Insert heart eyes emoji. And I fell in love with this song. Like completely fell in love with it. Um, I listen to it almost every week because it's the words. It's just the whole beat, the whole everything. Everything is just, you, you, can't, you have to love it. And recently I had gotten into Kygo just a bit. And then, of course, John Legend is just a songbird, so who doesn't love him? So, you have to listen to the song. Happy birthday, Kygo, John Legend. You'll love it. You're going to want to play it every day, because every day, every day. Big up, Cartel. Um, and then, of course, I have to add this this month. Um, a video of the month. And I feel like you already know what it's going to be. It is This Is America by Childish Gambino. And when I first played the video, when I first watched the video, I was like, what the hell is this? What? What is this? And then I saw an article right afterwards that was speaking about some of the um, symbolism in the video. Then I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, shit. It's so genius. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely have to. to it's a whole experience because no one can't even listen to the song without watching the video. And literally, like, the other day, it came up on the Spotify um, Global Top 50 playlist. And I had to skip it and go on YouTube and watch the video. Because it's a whole experience. It's a whole experience. They're just amazing, brilliant people. And that video, I absolutely love. And then I have to end this episode with the quote of the month. And funny enough, this this month's quote of the month is from my pencil case. It's emblazoned on my pencil case. And it says, be fearlessly authentic. And on that note, I just want to remind us of the quote that really sparked the, the idea for the blog post and the name of the blog post. Um, Can you remember who you were before society told you who you should be? Can you remember who you were before society told you who you should be. So take on next month with fearless authenticity and I will see you soon.